We all need geese, rush cards, and a bunch of gear to train jiu-jitsu. Here at Roll Academy, we've been using Fuji Sports for a very, very long time. But more importantly, they've been sponsoring the Roll Radio podcast for over a year at this point. Um, Gary? Yeah, I'm checking out the website right now. Anything you could possibly need. But the new stuff, this American Grappler stuff, is amazing. It's so slick looking. Uh, rash cards, shorts, uh, really cool giant eagle on it it is nice and then on the opposite end of the spectrum they've got the uh bmns happy nogi lineup uh so as you're getting choked out you're looking up at the nice smiley face emoji anything you could possibly need you can find at fujisports.com you have questions i have answers i started a brand new podcast just recently that's available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. It's called Ask a Black Belt. Very simple. You drop me questions, I answer them. Very simple. Five, six minutes. Gary, have you heard it? I have heard it, and uh, I really appreciate it. How do those uh, questions get to you? Well, listen, you can message me on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me, but you can also comment on any post that I make, and I try to genuinely answer the questions as fast as I can, and they get posted three times a week as it is right now. Beautiful. Ask a Black Belt. Check it out on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Raw Radio. We are live. Here we go. This is it. I just had a really good time. I was super shitty earlier today, and now I'm not quite so shitty. Yeah, I didn't send this. I wanted to say this on during the conversation with Christina, but I didn't. And um, you know, but I know when you are passionate about something because you curse a lot. Do I start swearing? Yeah, that's the real me. You, start, you, start you should swear, dude. It's so hard not to swear on the mat in front of the kids and stuff. You have no idea. You have no idea. That's like that's why if I ever get fired from here, other than that my jujitsu sucks, it's going to be because I swore on the mat in a kids class. You know, you are awful. Why? Why do you need that? Why? Why you need swear? I grew up in a very sweary household. It was there's, was, you know, my mom didn't swear often, but when she did, she let it fly, and uh, you picked up a lot of words that you didn't know were part of the uh, vernacular. <laughs> And uh, I got good ones. I have like, man. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I love them for different reasons. <laughs> I use them all in all different scenarios. I think swear words are fantastic. And a lot of people think that when you swear, it's like, you know, you really can't articulate what you're trying to say. No, I think it's a, I use it as punctuation. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful way to punctuate. I don't swear at you. I use it. <laughs> to emphasize the, your point. Yes. Within the conversation. <laughs> To let you know how passionate I am about something. <laughs> oh, yes, so. you are. Well, if you want to hear Gary swear, listen to Christina. No, episodes. I don't think I didn't. Did I? Oh, Once yes, you did. did oh, Is you that did. why you were looking at I thought you were looking at me like because I was saying something intelligent. Maybe it was like, I want to reach across this desk and stop swearing. Our, our listeners are adults. <laughs> Hopefully they are. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see. I can't imagine that we could. Uh, well, listen, we do mark this as explicit. Grab the content, attention so. span of a kid. I don't think kids would be listening. Although we did talk about Frozen with her. 
right? <laughs> I'm telling you, this conversation with Christina was mind blowing. It, yeah. it was it was deep, but at the same time, it was funny. We touched on some place. good stuff. But uh, what did we take away? I took away rubber ducking. A rubber ducking. What the yes. hell is rubber ducking? I had to look this up. I've never yeah, heard. and it's funny because when she said it, you know, people don't don't know Thomas. If you're an engineer, you're already one of Thomas's favorite people. Uh, and she said it was an engineering term. And basically what it is, is you have a rubber duck and I think they actually use rubber ducks. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you articulate your problem to that rubber duck. Yeah. So I actually looked this up. So it comes from a, um, a programmer, programmer environment where the coders, the programmers were explaining line by line of their code to an object, and they did use rubber ducks, but they, it says that you can you can use anything. You can use anything as long as sure. it doesn't respond back to you, and you had to use simplified language to explain what, what each line of code meant, and that was part of a troubleshooting where you were getting out of your head and looking at it backwards, meaning it was coming back to you, and that's how a lot of mistakes and, and, and troubleshooting was getting resolved in there. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know... It, I was just trying to visualize this office of programmers walking around with a rubber, with duck, rubber duck in their head <laughs> and, and troubleshoot, take troubleshoot their own code. Like I, I'm curious, does anybody do that? Like, do people actually talk to their rubber duck? Like, well, when we decided we were, I don't know if they do or not. Um, I hope they do. I really hope they do because it's a fun visual. But I think you know what it does is it, it helps you to admit there's a problem, articulate yes. the problem, uh, and then solve the problem on your own. And I always think when a problem is solved on your own, you learn more well, than you would have if somebody just feeds you the information. And, and again, I, this is just one article that I pulled up, right? But it did, that was a big point of emphasis that you're troubleshooting the article without even Googling it, without looking at another resource yeah, you're your own it. resource, right, right? right? And then you become a little smart. You're wiser at that yeah. point. Yeah. You know what's interesting about this? Now, like, this is how I troubleshoot, actually. And I had no idea this existed, but this is how I troubleshoot a lot of jiu-jitsu. If I find something that is an obstacle I cannot figure out or I'm working on something new, I literally talk out loud to step-by-steps or concept-by-concept trying to manipulate the situation. And, and that's how I troubleshoot. I had no idea I was rubber ducking. Yeah. I think it's similar to like writing things down. Like if you, you write down the problem, mm-hmm. then you're going to start writing down the answers yeah, underneath it. Yeah. Um, so I, and I think it's a great, a great tool because it, it, it makes you be a little more self-reliant. Uh, and I think that that self-reliance really helps in a, in a lot of different aspects of your life, you know, you know whether on the mats or off or whatever. Coincidentally, in, a, in, in our intermediate class this week, earlier this week before we got closed for, for freaking seven feet of snow, um, <laughs> you know, we did something similar. And again, this is this is all coincidental at this point, but, you know, we, we, we had small groups all around the mat and um, between the partners, they were supposed to figure out a situation from a back control and it was up to them which situation they were troubleshooting. But I, I asked them to figure out one situation that is most common and most successful to them, right? And so we had, I think, six or eight different couples. And, and um, they all came up with different, different positions, different submissions, different, different attacks, different transitions. And then once they presented to the class, we talked about it a little bit. And then they went back. And the, the second task was, well, how do you shut that down right now? So literally, they had to develop a situation 
that is strong point of theirs, and then they had to create a solution how to shut it down. It was a very interesting That's exercise. Cool. Yeah. It was a very interesting exercise because everybody was like, "Well, wait a minute! I, I, now you want me to shut this down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I want you. To, yeah. I want you to. I want you to." literally explain to your partner what works well and then how to troubleshoot that and then literally how you counter that, right? So part of the reverse engineering mind. Uh, yeah, is that is that rubber ducking? I think it is in a way. It's all well, tied the, in, right? The fact of yeah. talking to your partner or explaining yeah. to your partner, that's the rubber, rubber ducking part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the rubber duck at that point. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, what, what I love about doing that is it helps you I think it really makes you internalize or not internalize, externalize. externalize. You're, you're coming, yeah. you know, all these things that have, that are floating around in your head and emotions or whatever, because you know, whatever you're, you're, you're discussing with your rubber duck. Um, I think it really helps um, unburden you. Yeah. Uh, and then you can, you're really clear headed at that point and you see, you know, we talk about the why often. Now, you know, the, you start seeing the why, why, you know, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Why do I need to do things differently? All that stuff starts coming into play. And I think it's great, um, a great tool. Uh, and it's funny because we didn't really, we didn't know what it was until just a few minutes ago. Um, but yet we've, we've been doing it. You have, in we a, have in been a way, doing it in right? a way. Yeah. yeah. Not, and, and I think it's one of those things that people, you probably, you know, we all see these little self-help tips or learn something from a motivational speaker or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's great. And you write it down and you don't go back to it. Mm -hmm. Or you do once or twice and then it somehow it just gets lost in the in the insanity of everything else. Um, but I think this is one of those tools where every time you have a situation, if you say it out loud, you it probably makes you own the response a little bit. Um, if you say it and that, because then you're kind of admitting that there's a problem, I, right? Listen, I found myself in several times when, you know, I'm kind of, not kind of, I'm going through it in my mind and it all sounds, you know, logical and it's all awesome. And the moment I write it down or speak out loud, it's like, damn, I'm stupid. Yeah. Boom. Well, how, did, how didn't I see that? Yeah. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like the, mo the moment yeah. you, you get it out of your head. And I was like, how the hell did I miss this? Like, right. I've said this 50 times and I still didn't, you it's know. It's a forest through the trees. It's all that stuff. It's always right in front of you. It's right. willing. Are you willing to see it? Right. Are you Step willing back. to really, yeah, take yeah. a look at yourself yeah. or take a look at the situation, put yourself, it's yeah. almost like an out-of-body experience mm -hmm. or, or, you know, who, when we were talking to Kenny a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about like the battlefield and you've got to look, you've got to rise above mm -hmm. metaphorically the battlefield and look mm -hmm. down at it. And you have to put yourself in those situations, I think, to really see all the moving parts and the pieces and how they affect each other and how mm -hmm. you're how they've affected you mm -hmm. and then how you're going to affect others mm -hmm. or the situation with how you process all that information and react to it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the key, right? To continue evolving and figuring stuff out. So especially in jujitsu, especially on the mat, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that that question arises often, you know, it's like how do I troubleshoot? You know, how do I figure stuff out? How do you, you know, I can't ask the instructor, you know, I can't, you know, I mean, it's not as accessible. I don't have time or I have an idea, you know, during open mat even, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? How do you troubleshoot these things? And I think this actually could be a phenomenal way. Don't bring a rubber duck on the mat. Okay. However, however. <laughs> I am. I'm bringing one on the mat. <laughs> I have it however, in my 
However, you could probably, you know, just verbalize it out, you know, and see if you can go through yeah. the chain, I mean, of, chain of actions I, that are taking yeah. place. And I'm pretty confident a lot of us would be able to catch the, the, the mistakes or the adjustments. We would be able to see them. Yeah, right? I think the, a big problem that people have in the beginning of jujitsu and, um, you know, and they can take it years in. Um, we've talked to high level people who said it took me years. I wasn't a purple. I was a purple belt. I was a brown belt. Even I was a black belt before. Um, but take those moments. You always have moments within a role to think, to ask yourself a question. What, what is happening here? What mm -hmm. is he, you know, I'll see, I'm around a lot when you're doing privates and semi-privates. What is he really controlling? What is it? What's really happening? And the person will give you four or five answers before they get to the, the real one. Mm -hmm. And I think you could still do that. You can do that in the moment um, while you're on the mats. What is he really controlling here? Mm. You know, oh, nope, I guess that's not it. Oh, nope, that wasn't it either. And then you'll get to three or four and be like, oh, look at that. Store it, you know, mm -hmm. for later. Now you just learn something. Um, and uh, I think that's a great, you know, you don't have to actually have the rubber duck with you. But I think when you ask yourself those questions in the moment, um, the answer's there. It's there for everybody. Um, I think more often than not, you'll be able to find it and start piecing things together. And it, are you going to escape? Maybe, maybe not. Are you going to submit? Maybe, maybe not. But the next time you're in that situation, you'll have an answer to that question. Now there might be a, a second question, a third, a fourth, a fifth, but you've already got one tucked away. You don't have well, to worry about it anymore. In addition to all this, I'll take this even deeper, right? Like we always have, the moment we stop having questions, this is when we get bored and we hit, we kind of dissolve this curiosity point, mm -hmm. right? So being curious is actually a good thing. Having questions is a good thing. But in my mind, before you start asking questions or start, start doing research or reaching out towards external resources, really self-troubleshoot, mm -hmm. do some rubber ducking, right? Yeah. And see if you can eliminate some of the contention points, some of those things that you can resolve by yourself. Right. One that eliminates the amount of questions that you might you might have, but two, you actually might find an answer yeah. without think, reaching out. Right. I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just, we are just, yeah. just slightly I think there's, I from think different there's perspectives. A, That's you, all. There's a clarity involved when you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a there there is a um there is an insane amount of information when you seek external answers, I don't think the clear you got, then you got to weed through all of that. So not only are you weeding through all the stuff that you're carrying around in your own head, now you're weeding through all the stuff that people are putting in front of you with their interpretations, their answers, their baggage, you know, I'm talking on and off the mats mm -hmm. that you got to weed through all that shit too. Where are they coming from? You get just, passionate. yeah, I'm getting passionate. Again. <laughs> I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense or not, but I'm passionate. Um, but so all you have to, you have to dig through all that stuff just to get really back to your perspective, your train of thought, your ideas on this or that situation you know, it always comes, you're going to get all this information from outside, mm -hmm. but then you're going to end up figuring it all, weeding through it and coming up with your own answer anyway. I think rubber ducking maybe helps you skip a lot of that and mm -hmm. you just go directly to who am I? What do I think about this? How am I going to deal with this situation? 
Um, you don't have to worry about how they do it. Well, in my mind, if we ask a question and we get the answer, we got one to one and we are done. Yeah. This is process ended, mm-hmm. right? When we do this for the sake of this conversation, when we do some rubber ducking, right? We go through a process of troubleshooting, resolving things. We might be resolving it. Along the way to getting the answer that we want, we're actually going through experience of learning how to evolve this problem or this obstacle, this situation, mm-hmm. which might not necessarily be short. Right? This could yeah. take a long time. It could take multiple attempts, multiple failures, and so on. But we're developing the system of self-troubleshooting. Yeah. And we do this once, twice, 50 times, 100 times over, over a period of longer time. Now our skill of troubleshooting. Yeah. Yeah. Now we are self-sufficient. Right. We can we can be more effective with resolving problems versus just seeking an answer. Sure. It's you, a, know? you know I learn how to untie the knots. You know. There you go. Right. You've I got heard a, that. Someone's um, that. Yeah. It was that wasn't me. But like you you know you got a little kid in your life and watch. Watch the frustration they go through when they're trying to untie a knot, you know, and then you go do it for them and that frustration is still there. There's another knot, you know, and it just keeps going and going. But if you, if you, if you make them with compassion and understanding, mm-hmm. you got this, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kenny, is that why failure is so important? Uh, I think so because, you, that process, well, maybe? if you, if you can accept it and learn from it, absolutely. And, you know, um, I was just going to think of something else that Kenny said. I know, I know we're coming off of Christina's episode, but I think there was a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Kenny was talking about his kids and, and, you know, telling them you can do hard things. Yes. Right. So I think uh, that Mm -hmm. you have a hard thing in front of you Mm -hmm. when you say it out loud to your rubber duck or whatever else you want to use, you know, you can work through that hard thing on your own and figure it out on your own. Uh, I know I, for some reason right now I'm thinking about people literally looking in a mirror and saying these things to themselves in the mirror. And there you go. You know, you're going to work it out on your own. Um, I don't know if rubber ducking works in the mirror. Wow. (laughs) I don't know know either. Um, But it's going to make, it makes you, it makes you, solve the problem. Mm -hmm. It makes you do the work. Um, and I think when you walk away from that, now you've got some more knowledge and some more wisdom than you had prior to it. And if somebody just gave you the answer or untied the knot for you, you don't have the knot anymore, but what did you really learn? You know? Yeah. I mean, the whole point here is to present that information out and simplify it. So as you, as you're doing that, that, process takes place outside of your head. Yeah. 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 Why are you smiling? What did Christina call you? What did Christina? She didn't call me anything. She, she said I was a great podcaster. Um, she clearly, said. Clearly you didn't listen to the same said, episode as I did. <laughs> um, uh, you stand that brain. You can either say it or don't. You can move on. Gare Bear? Gare Bear? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I thought I was through with Gare Bear, but. 25 years later, here comes Gare Bear again. So that's cute. It is cute. I'll embrace Are we done? it. I'll embrace it. You can call me Gare Bear. You can call me on the mat. You can call me Gare Bear. Oh, I will. All right. Oh, I will. All right. <laughs> here we go. Gare Bear. How are we going to end this now? This is so stupid and awkward. <laughs> it's awkward for you, not me. It's awkward for the listener because they're probably like, is this over? They probably hung up by now. End? It's done. 
All right. Well, then, for the couple people that are listening, (laughs) I apologize for the last two minutes of this. Peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care. Thank you.